welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Taylor Hodges. Hope you're having a great day. Um, so look, I have, uh, it's been a little bit. I've, I'm slowing down on these just a little bit, obviously. Um, <laughs> if you can kind of hear, there's a dishwasher going on in the background. Uh, the TLDR is that I normally record in my truck, but I am currently visiting my fiance. Um, in North Carolina, um, but that also means that it's currently 15 degrees outside, and frankly, this podcast is not worth hypothermia. Um, <laughs> the Patreon uh, can help with a lot of things, and you know they help out with some bills, and they've been awesome, but um, they don't pay for that that much. <laughs> not not enough to go to the hospital. Um, but look, this is my state of the legion. Uh, pod, which I do these every every now and then. Uh, I try to do at least two a year, uh, sometimes three, one preseason, one during, one after. I don't remember if I did one during the season, but there's a lot to talk about and simultaneously not a lot to talk about because we haven't gotten any news out of Birmingham um, recently. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting on these roster announcements and just kind of off the vibe I've been getting from, I guess, the people in the front office, I would wager that this is gonna we're gonna get the full roster of this person has been released, this person we have picked up their option, this person we have declined their option, this person, da 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 da, so on and so forth. That's not a new contract. While we already know about our good friend Alex Cornale, um, you know, he re-signed his uh, a multi-year contract, which I don't know if that means he's going to end his career in Birmingham, but, I mean, it could. I mean, he's he's getting to that point of his career that it very could be the case, but it's also an incredible shape that, I mean, he who knows. Uh, <laughs> um, but we don't really know about roster stuff, and it's probably going to be after the World Cup. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. A lot of USL teams are waiting after the World Cup to announce stuff. Um, I think that is probably the best move because they want the most eyes to see their product. And if it's being cluttered by the World Cup, um, it just won't be seen. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, this also kind of comes down to, unfortunately, social media. Um, now, this is not something I have directly from Legion, uh, like Clayton or anybody like that. But this is stuff I've heard from other social media managers and other media managers around the USL. And even MLS when I've talked to them uh, with uh, the USL show. And it's that they're waiting to find out what happens to Twitter. Because Twitter is not, while they don't have the most followers on, uh, Legion don't have the most followers on Twitter. Uh, they have more followers on Instagram, I'm pretty sure. Um, Twitter is kind of the way of the world when it comes to releasing sports and especially soccer content. It just is. Is it, is it annoying? It kind of, because I'm in a place that I'm really worried about, you know, how I am being going to be followed. If I lose a lot of my followers, um, off Twitter, I'm going to have to start over pretty heavily. So that kind of is what it is. Um, but Twitter is like the place when it comes to releasing content like this. And that's where we're, I think we're seeing a lot of teams waiting. But I want to get to some of the questions of this State of the Legion. And I want to start to the one that was DM'd to me the most. 
and it was the coaching situation. Um, I think a lot of fans, I say I think I have seen, a lot of fans are very disappointed on how the year ended. Um, And I said it before that, yeah, we can be upset about the refing decision, but in the end, we should never park the bus. That was a massive just mess up by Coach Stone. Um, So there's been a lot of people calling for Coach Stone's head. And here's where I'm going to push back a little bit. Here's the thing. We get the players that we do, not just because of Jay, but because of Tommy. Tommy is obviously a good coach, a respected coach. We haven't missed the playoffs with Tommy, but I think a lot of people fear that Legion will not make it to the next step, a la uh, San Antonio FC. They bring in Coach Allen, and you know their old coach got them to the playoffs every year. They were good with their old coach, and then they bring in a new coach, and within three years, they're, according to my good friend uh, Ryan Allen, who has math and crap that has, uh, it's too big for my brain to understand, but mathematically, San Antonio is the best team ever in USL history, so... I don't know. You know You know what I mean? So I think a lot of Legion fans are kind of thinking maybe Tommy isn't the right guy moving forward. And this is where I would, if they decide that Tommy is not the right face, I want to keep him in the building. Like I said, there's a reason why players come here. It's because they like Tommy. They like Tommy. He's a respected figure, as he should be. Um Move him up to a director of football. Um, also, a lot of people might know that as a GM. Uh, if Jay and Tommy could become like a, a two-headed beast when it comes to recruiting players, that'd be awesome. We can get more guys. We can get more scouts out there looking. And so the question becomes, who do you move up? And to me, I think it's pretty simple. It's Kano Smith. Kano, as I'm recording this just yesterday, has received his pro license, um, which means he can go wherever he wants. And it's obvious that the players love him. Fans love him. Kano's always one of the first ones over there to clap for the fans. Kano's made a good connection with me, and so obviously I like him for that reason. But on top of that, his set piece creativity is awesome. I mean, the goal is scored against Pittsburgh. They all sprinted the the set-piece goal where Prosper heads it, which I still can't get over. That's how we scored was Prosper heading a ball. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that that's kind of the biggest one right now is that you circle that. As soon as they scored, they immediately sprinted over to Kano Smith. Because he drew it all up. And Legion were not exactly ruthless from set pieces. We used to be. Um, But when they worked, they worked. Uh, A lot of that is we didn't really have a lot of goes from set pieces. Um, Our Memphis goal, I mean, we got the corner goal from Alex Cornelli, technically our first goal from a set piece. But you also look at the Alex Cornelli to Eddie Horvat to Ryan James, to Anderson, and Seadu goal to beat Memphis the first time. That's still kind of a set piece. Those players were in those positions for a reason. Um, 
Kano has a really good mind. He has a younger mind um, than Tommy. And I'm not saying that Tommy's too old to coach. Obviously not. He's doing great. But maybe Kano has some new ideas. Um, because we saw some ways that this team was working, but it just wasn't consistent. And maybe Tommy was just tinkering too much. Maybe Kano had a little hand in there. But something else that is important with this is that I want Legion to be a place that people can see that they can work their way up. We obviously have an academy system that has been working pretty well for us. Obviously, we've only truly graduated one of them, and that was Jaden Cervania, who is absolutely slaughtering in League One right now. Um, but what I would love to see is, oh, if I'm a coach, say I'm Ryan James, who Ryan James is now getting his first chance to be a – He's getting his coaching license, which is awesome. And I hope you guys supported that when I was little program. I uh, I bought his shirt. I donated. It was great. Um, but if I'm Ryan James, when I retire, if I can get into this coaching tree, right, and I can become an assistant coach, and Eric, Coach Eric, who used to play for us, is now one of the academy coaches. What if he got moved up to be in one of the assistant coaches or Coach, or coach Ryan James? gets moved up as to being an assistant coach, and it's just constant promotion after constant promotion. That's what I want to see out of Legion. In the end, we're lower league soccer. We're the second division. And while you can treat yourself very professionally, you also have to be kind of, um, what's the word, um, like recycle or be um, self-sufficient. That's the word I'm looking for is self-sufficient. And you have to be able to grow your own talent. Look at San Antonio. A lot of that talent, they grow, they grew themselves. Louisville City is known for the amount of talent they grow. Uh, Tormenta FC, you know, the team that beat us in the U.S. Open Cup um, and the one that just won the USL League One and W League Finals. Yeah, they are insanely self-sufficient. Tormenta sold almost a million dollars worth of players. Almost all of them were their own academy players. Tormenta started off as just an academy. That's what we could do, and Birmingham could be that. We all know about the talent that's in this area. And if players want to stick around because they love Birmingham, because guess what? A lot of these players love Birmingham. If they want to stick around after they retire and become coaches in some form or facet around the area and then get moved into the team, that's a whole bunch of people that love the Legion, that want the best for Legion, that will continue to grow the brand, that will continue to grow everything. And that's huge. That is huge. So if I had a choice, I would love to see Tommy get that promotion, become like the director of football, and then see Kano get that head coaching gig. That keeps Tommy around. That keeps, you know, and he can scout talent like crazy. He's good at it. Um, and that also allows Kano to get his promotion and possibly even move up eventually into MLS because I think he is that level of coach. Um, and we can also have Coach Eric move up and then Ryan James move up if he wants to and other coaches move up and move up and move up. And becoming self-sufficient is the way to win in this league. Some other stuff that um, should be talked about. Uh, the question was, how much turnover should we expect? Now, I've I've kind of heard just like little little rumors, little whatever, but nothing confirmed by the club. And I'm going to wait till the club officially announced things. But I do want to throw this out there. 
don't expect what happened last year. If if you guys remember our entire back line and and our entire goalkeeping staff, aside from Ford Parker, and our entire defensive midfield came back. In 2021, we had Johnny Dean, Ryan James, Jake Roof, um, Alice Cronale, Fanwell Cavita, Matt Van Okel, uh, Trevor Spangenberg, uh, Anderson Asiadu, and uh, Thomas Van Kazeel. That's nine players in that back line, that defense, that from 2021 going into 2022 came with the team. They all knew each other. They had played almost a full year together. Obviously, Thomas Van Kaisel gets shipped out. That is what it is. But the only th- person that left from that back line was Benefamu. Um, even Freddie Kleeman came back before he had his ACL injury. Um, we brought back everyone. And that's just not realistic. It's just not. Being able to bring back your goalies, your your entire back line, and your holding midfield is not realistic. We need to prepare ourselves for some defensive turnover. That just is the truth. Um, for our midfield, we have a lot of we have a lot of issues, not issues, but we have a lot of turnover to be prepared for in the midfield. Um, certain players, you know, have been so rumored just to not be coming back. And that's fine because not everybody starts. Now I don't have any I'm not going I'm not willing to share names because if they come back or if they don't come back or contract negotiations, that's not my place. But the fact is is that we're gonna have a lot more turnover this year. Um the striking position, chances are it's they're all going to be gone um you know guys like marlon hopefully come back hope i'm pretty sure enzo is going to be back um prosper let's hope we get him back too because prosper has put a lot on film this year dude has shown why he keeps coming back but eddie horvat juan agudelo I mean, even it looks like possibly Sadiq, from what we saw on Twitter, won't be coming back. That is just another year of transition with a new striking core. We're going to have, I think it's going to be a new look Legion next year. And I would love to be wrong because I do think this team could have could have done it. I think they could have been that dark horse that could have won it all. I legitimately believe that. But... To me, it is such, such, such a hard place to be in as a club right now because obviously all that talent didn't work. But if we're looking at who we want to bring back and who we want to play and who we don't want to play, it frankly, our system, what system we're going to play in, it hinges on one person, and that is right back Johnny Dean. It does. Our entire system it's going to revolve around Johnny Dean because there's no one else like him in the USL. And if I was a betting man, he does not come back. Not because he hates Birmingham, but because there's no way an MLS team doesn't pick him up or another top division team picks him up. He's so good, and he is just an incredible footballer. And he was close to making it last time. He was a trialist, and he made it far in those trials. He's put more on film. He has grown as a player. I don't see any way he returns. So 
what system we're going to play next year. It depends on if we have Johnny or not. That He very well could be signed by an MLS team and gets loaned back to us. That's a possibility. But we shouldn't rely on that. And if that's the case, then, you know, what are we going to do? We need to sign a true left back. Uh, he, nobody we have is a true left back. I mean, I've said it before, Mikey Lopez is a great left back, but he's the best at his defensive midfield. He's always been the best at defensive midfield. Jake Roof is great, but he is so defensive, and that's fine. If we wanted to go to a three at the back and say, hey, Jake Roof is our third center back, I am in. I am so in on that idea. But who do you pair on the right side? And that's what we're waiting for now is if Johnny Dean comes back because that is the if. That's the big one. Um, We're going to have to see. Um, I had a couple of other questions. Um, So if you guys don't know, the stadium is getting uh, reconfigured a little bit, protective stadium. Not exactly reconfigured in a way like rebuilding. But the sunny side that everybody didn't want to sit on uh, in the stadium, the team is no longer going to be over there. Um, None of the fans will. So basically the team, from what I understand, so let me back up a little bit. The the supporter section is still behind the goal. The general admission section is now also behind the goal, which I think is a wonderful move, especially if they can put all the tarps up. You very well could be looking at a very full SGGA section, and we could probably start having more atmospheres like we had against the Pittsburgh, against the Pittsburgh uh, Riverhounds. If they can keep that entire side locked down and nobody goes over there, whatever, and they can really work on these, uh, what are they called? Uh, tarps. Yep. I'm not going to cut that out because my brain is just, yeah. <laughs> but I, if they can work on getting these tarps out, we might start seeing that many people behind the goal, which I think is a wonderful thing. And I know some people are like, well, we don't want to be near the SG section. We don't want... To be honest, I didn't hear many people complaining about it during the penalty shootout. I think people were just in awe of what they were witnessing um, with how loud it was, how intimate it was. But the question is, is do the cameras move? My understanding is that they are actively trying to figure out a way to put the cameras on the opposite side so they can film um, into what the quote-unquote grandstand would be, the home side, the shady side. So instead of showing these super empty seats, we could be showing all the people that show up. Because we all know that, especially on those super sunny days, that everybody was on the other side. And everybody's like, well, where are all the Legion fans? There are no Legion fans. And it's like, no, it's just our camera situation sucks. My understanding is that they're working on it. And they're, the worst part about it is that they have to deal with the sun. The sun is the biggest obstacle here. If they have just a massive lens flare and lens glare the entire time, that's just not great. Um, some other questions that we got uh, is, will the SG finally get another SG uh, liaison? I hope so. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, Caleb, uh, he is now with uh, St. Louis City, I think is what they they're calling themselves with MLS. He is now their SG liaison. He handles their season tickets, and he's been incredible. And Kaysen has been awesome. Uh, He was my season ticket guy. Um, I loved working with Kaysen, but there also needs to be a dedicated supporters group person um, because they are different than your average fans. 
there are your constant fans. So hopefully, um, hopefully they get someone over there. Um, Dylan also is wondering about the drinking concession prices. Look, they're not going down. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it so much. Um, until the BJCC has fully decided to not suck, um, and I don't have a lot of faith in them to not suck, um, it it doesn't seem very hopeful that those prices will go down. I'm hoping that the club will do a few more of these, like, hey, if you sell this many tickets in a um, in the supporter section, maybe we can you know, we can give you free beer. It should not be every game, to be honest. It shouldn't. That That's expensive, dude. And But I think it could be super fun. Um, I think that... I think that that is something that should be pretty close to being a priority is making each match feel more like a spectacle. And I know that sounds awful because it shouldn't be, but frankly, that's how you get new fans in. So maybe we can do something to work on that. And the final question that I kind of got here that I feel kind of comfortable with answering is, will we ever not park the bus ever again? Like, can we not park the bus? Um, I don't, I don't have any faith in that. <laughs> We've we saw this before. We've seen the same song and dance before that somebody makes the decision to park the bus to try to see out a game and it worked against Sacramento um earlier this year in the regular season. We held on for uh 89 minutes and we won that match 1-0. But by the skin of our teeth, I'm pretty sure they hit the post 3 times. I, I, I think that Legion fans uh, can really get behind a team that loses, but they were always going for the win. Like if we got caught out because we were trying to score, I think Legion fans could deal with that a little bit better than seeing us on the back foot defend, defend, defend for the last 40 minutes and then finally give one up. I think it's easier to deal with. Does it make losing easier? No, but I don't think it leaves as sour of a taste. Um, there's a reason why Jose Mourinho, uh, he won by parking the bus, but it's kind of become his own thing. He even understands that it's kind of a meme of himself. That he, you know, that's what he does. He's unique in that sense. But even at the USL championship level, there are great players at this level. Let me reiterate that. There are great players at this level. Guys like Enzo Martinez, Fanwell Cavina, um, Alice Cronale, um, honestly, Anderson Asidu, Bruno Lapa, Johnny Dean, they all, to me, should be playing in MLS or abroad in Europe. But they're not. There's a reason they're here. And if you're trying to park the bus... It's just not going to work. You look at San Antonio, they never park the bus. Whenever they get the ball, they are actively trying to score every single time. They are breaking through. It's different. Even though that they don't hold on to the ball, they they concede possession. That's all on purpose. They are still constantly attacking, poking, and prodding. They are some of the league leaders in shots per game because they are trying to go up the pitch. I think... That's where Legion should be moving. I mean, this is a copycat league. Once one thing works, another thing's gonna somebody else is gonna follow. We'll see. Um, 
that's about it for today for the State of the Legion. I may have another one once we have a full idea of what the roster looks like. Right now, I'm in the middle of scouting, doing my normal, like, who I would like to see in Birmingham, who I would like to see uh, come in for here, come in for there. Um, But really, I need to figure out what positions are going to be of need. Um, So that's going to be in the process. And I believe on Wednesday or Thursday for Thanksgiving, um, I will be doing another episode on the Alabama soccer team. Um, they have gotten some big wins, and I want to talk about those, and then maybe talk about a little bit of a FC Birmingham. I want to record those kind of soon, do a little bit more research on it. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you all for being kind of patient on these episodes. Right now, we're kind of in news limbo where we're not really getting anything. So... We'll see. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening. Um, Cannot thank you all enough. Until next time, guys. Keep hammering on.